Welcome to the first episode of Kamura Cast. Yeah. This is a little bit right? But we'll figure it out. Oh, yeah. Um, how about I'm going to introduce James. He is a good buddy of mine of where I work. And I think... Um, I think this is your... Wasn't this your first Monster game, James? It was. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise is my first one. Um, I was introduced to this game by my stepbrother's friend. We were all playing games, different games one day, and he was like, hey, let's play a game together. And I was like, yeah, I'm down for that. And he said, all right, let's do Monster Hunter Rise. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but I remember seeing the trailers for Monster Hunter World and wanting to play, so I'm down. So I just, in that moment, impromptu, bought it and have been playing ever since. That's super cool. I mean, that... The game just came out like what? Almost it's already past a month now since we yeah. just got 2.0. So it's like a month and a couple of a month and maybe two weeks right now. Yeah, it's been out for quite a bit, at least. Yeah. Since of yeah. Yeah. Which one was your first? I started playing Monster Hunter, uh, the th- Monster Hunter Three Ultimate. That game came out on. I played it on the Wii U. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't get it on the 3DS because there was an option to get it on the 3DS, but I rather had it on the Wii U at the time. So I played it, and I hated it. <laughs> um, I picked up, um, I picked up the Sword and Shield because that's what the game started me off with, and I was like, man, these things take forever to kill. Uh, it was just uh, it was just a pain and then I was just sitting here like, okay, cool. I'll just do whatever and just go through a couple of things. And then I kept looking and looking and then I wound up trying out a weapon that is arguably my favorite weapon and I still use to this day. It is the gun lance or the fun lance as people call it. And it's such a good time. Um, ever since then, I kind of fell in love back and forth with the Gunlands. Um, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, I played with um, the Insect Life. The Insect Life was super fun in that game. And it, I don't know if you noticed, James, but for people who have played Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, there is kind of like a flagship monster called Seregius. It's basically... So, so uh, do you know Seregius? Or have I you not heard of it? Okay. I've not even heard of it. Yeah. So this monster, what it is, it's basically think of it like a T-Rex that flies and also has like sharp scales. Oh. Interesting. That sounds pretty cool. You know what else is cool? What? So not only um the weapons when you craft them, they all have like this um I think correct me if I'm wrong, but they have like a re- um Arabic like name scheming in some scenarios like for, I think for example like the Rathalos one a couple of them have like one of them I know this one show has Falchion and um, and a couple of the Antonef weapons they have like German sounding names and whatnot but for um, Seregius it's um, Arabic inspired and not mm-hmm. only that the weapons are super cool so if you're a blade master your weapons, what they would be, what they would do is basically 
if you roll five times, we restore five sharpness, five points of sharpness. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it really? is super cool. That's really good. Like, for example, yeah. if you're a great sword and then you hit him up, because the great sword back in for ultimate, we didn't have true charge slash or all these fancy hunky dory techniques and whatnot. We had, we had just, you know, a charge slash, boom, and then a strong charge slash, and boom, and then you sheath your sword, you run around again and do the thing. But with Seregios, mm -hmm. it mixes it really well since you're going to hit it, hit the monster, roll out of the way, reposition, and boom. You back at it again, and yeah, I think, good. yeah, that's, and that's when I got really hooked with Monsanto. It's just like, oh man, like taking the design of the Seregios, which is like a very agile, very brute flying wyvern, and just mm -hmm. be like, hey, you roll a couple of times and you do the thing, and there you go. So that's when I got really hooked with um, Monsanto. I've been playing all the games. Sans Iceborne, since I didn't have a PS4 at the time. And by the time I did have a PS, PS4, I was engrossed in Persona 5 Royal during quarantine, because that's when that came out uh, mm -hmm. last year. Mm -hmm. So I've sunk at least 125 hours in Persona 5 Royal. And Rise, as of today, just beat that by 135. Ah. Uh, well, that sounds yep. pretty awesome, though. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's super fun. Um, been a fan of the series ever since back then, pre-COVID time. Like um, where I used to live, we would all do like we had like this Facebook group, and then we do like local gatherings, and then we just gather up, and then somebody would like host like an event, and then we just have like a huge quote-unquote feast and whatnot, and then we just play Monster Hunter. It was so much fun, dude. Like That's back in the day where you have like your 3DS and whatnot, connect with multiple people and you fight all these monsters and just having a blast. I'd spend countless hours just doing that. It was such a good time. That sounds like a lot of fun. I, um, I have never done anything like that. I mean, obviously with other games, but... Yeah. Okay. So um, I did kind of allude it to um, our next topic about our favorite weapons. So, mm -hmm. James, I'm going to ask you, and maybe you can also ask me what my least favorite weapon is, but I'm going to ask you what's your favorite weapon, what's your least favorite weapon, and why is it the, why is it the longsword? Um, well, my favorite weapon has got to be the um, longsword. I mean, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. The heavy bow gun. I just okay. really like the heavy bow gun. Um, it's a really, a really slow acting but very damaging thing, and I love seeing those high damage numbers. And in every other game, I'm a sniper, or like in board games, I'm a ranger. So anything that has lots of range that does lots of damage in one hit is kind of my go-to thing. So I really love the heavy bow gun. Um, my second favorite is actually, oddly enough, not the light bow gun. It's the insect wave. Um, I, I love see. Yeah, I love that weapon because uh, I actually study insects a lot. And um, it was a really cool weapon. And in, in the idea when I saw it and I looked at it, I was like, this seems like a pretty cool thing. And then I played it and I got to see that I can hop around and be aerial almost the whole time. And I absolutely loved that about it. 
So that's probably my second favorite weapon. Okay. Uh, uh, what's your favorite and second favorite? My favorite and second favorite. Oh, that's tough because for me, I I love playing a lot of the weapons in the game. Um, I think they're all super fun. I I made the job about longsword earlier, but I actually have a pretty decent, like mid armored build type of like longsword with that utilizes quick sheath and everything. But my favorite one is definitely Gunlands because Blast Dash is so much fun. I mean, we you've seen the hunts that we've done, James, and then when you oh, yeah. see like I'm just like zooming everywhere, slapping monsters, full bursting them, and then just rinse clean repeating. It's such a good time. Um, I don't think I've ever got a sense of euphoria to come out of a weapon like that. Um, if any, if I do the other the weapon that I would say. I would. I do have a sense of euphoria to come out. Will be the hammer. Oh, the really? hammer is so simple, but it's so satisfying. I it's mean, like, you just started getting into a hammer recently, didn't you? I did. I did. Um, yeah. I had a hammer build that had um, basically it was just a hodgepodge of the Andronet set and then a couple of bit of the Nargakuga set. Where it still gave me a Vade extender and a Vade window and whatnot, since I just love doing that. Since one of my weapons that I made back in Monsanto for Ultimate was the Sword and Shield, where I did a sleep build set and I had like this Sword and Shield that has like a really nasty sleep out, um, sleep modifier on it. And I would just do sleep bombing runs. Monsters asleep, I basically put like mega barrel bombs, barrel bombs, and then just like, blow them up, and then just boom, big damage. It was such a good time. Um, but the reason why I picked Hammer, was, I tried playing Hammer for a bit, it's just, dude, I don't know about you, but the hits is so satisfying when you just land all of the hits. Just boom, and then you see the monster reeling and all that fun stuff. Do you remember our Andronath hunt, our high rank Andronath hunt, when we, I pretty I much helped with that stun locking that... Um, Anginath, we were just sitting there, like, just being like, it was exhausted, and then I just, like, you know how the hammer has that, like, if you charge it to level 2 with, like, either strength mode or um, normal mode, you just, like, do this golf swing and, like, this approaching golf swing, and it sends people flying, too. Um, I've I I been yeah. sent flying by that, actually, before. Yeah. Yep. It's quite great. an interesting experience. It's great. And I did not <laughs> oh man oh man but it just leads to cool combos like you can actually do like some arrow attacks from it or you can like if you're a gun lancer you get launch flying you can do mid-air shelling to full burst it's, mm -hmm. it's good um, but we knocked that Anginath down and we just went to town and dude the big bang when you press A multiple times and you just like hammering the head over and over and over and over and then it just does this huge spin and then the boom oh dude that damage is so nice it is very fun to watch it i don't actually get to see the damage numbers half the time sometimes i do and they're massive um but it is very fun to watch and it's very nice for me because you just are up there smashing into it staggering the crap out of it and i can just shoot at a distance and know that i'm safe yeah. really nice that's great 
Oh, yeah, no, it's great. Um, but those will be the two weapons that I'm having a good chunk of, chunk of fun. My least favorite one. Ooh. Um, My least favorite weapon. Oh, I gotta think about that one. While you're thinking, I think I have a few. Um, I would probably say the longsword is pretty. It's the longsword's good. Um, I think the longsword is great. I've seen a lot of speedruns with the longsword, and I'm just sitting here like, neat. But here's the thing. Am I a speedrunner? No, I am not a speedrunner. Um, does it have a shield? No, it does not have a shield. So I I, I typically, in role-playing games, I like to play the tank. Um, the tank role and also the bruiser role. Mm-hmm. But since the longsword is just pretty much like this very highly high-skill ceiling specialized, like... Oh, I'm just gonna counter all your attacks, and you're just not gonna be able to do anything. And the Rajang just sits there. I mean, if you've seen if you've seen that video where this uh, guy does this arena quest against a Rajang with a longsword, and all they did was just counter and like just doing this spirit EIE slash, and I'm just sitting here like <laughs> neat. Um, if anything, the longsword is the one I would like to learn in the distant future but i just don't think it's something i can pick up and just play with for like an extended amount of time as i do with like the gunlands or the hammer and whatnot that's very fair i haven't played most of the the things actually i've i've only actually dabbled in insect glaive heavy bow gun light bow gun and gunland so and, and a little bit of bow um so I can't really call a least favorite at the moment because I haven't tried out all of the weapons. Um, okay. I very much in a few and haven't tried near as enough as I should. I'm probably going to try Switch Axe or Greatsword next because I do like high damage numbers. Um, mm. but we shall see. I, think, I think, James, you'll enjoy the Greatsword a lot. Because mm-hmm. you, you you remember that one time we were hunting the t- the Tranodon and we got it to sleep and then I just just rage slashed that son of a gun and then just got hit with like what nine hundred thirty seven damage. Yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy. Yeah, I think I was running attack boost level five mm-hmm. or level six on it and whatnot. I don't think I have XP or weapon expo- uh, weakness exploit on it. But in the meantime. I, yeah, um, Swax, the Switch Axe is fun. Um, you know that Amudron set, the one that just, per, like, if you played the demo before, James, that Amudron set, the one that looked like Iron Man and everything else, like, oh, that's yeah. perfect for, um, Switch Axe. Because Rapid Morph is one hell of a drug, dude. Really? One hell of a drug. So, like, at level three, Mm-hmm. Your um, morph attacks do, uh, goes 20% faster, and I think it does like 10% more damage. But it just adds so much fluidity to it, and you're just sitting here like, oh, I'm in sword mode. I'm going to go back to axe mode, and then it just, it's so fast. Like, it's, I wouldn't say it busted, but I would say it's like one of the skills. Like, to me, for um, a Vade Extender is super nice, because it's, I don't, People call it like, oh, great standard, like it's not meta and whatnot. And to me, I was like, I, do, I don't care about the meta. 
I play Gunlands. Do you think I care yeah. about the meta? <laughs> Very fair. Fair point of view, I, yeah. Yeah, all I want to see is me with a boomstick slapping a monster silly, dunking on them, and then just mm-hmm. unloading all of my shells and then just watching the parts break. And it's great. It's so much fun. Um, it's like a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Um, a couple other... Actually, James, speaking of heavy bowgun, I tried out uh, a heavy bowgun set that I just made today. Oh, really? Yeah. And I jumped into a quick... Um, to a, basically, a joint hop request. Uh, just like a quick one. Fortunately, it just started, so we haven't really hunted it yet. But it was an Apex Raytheon. And Ooh, I want to fight that. It was it, Apex Raytheon is so much fun to fight. I think as a gunner, with like, man, like this Apex Raytheon, we just schooled the ever living daylights out of it. We hunted that, we hunted that beast in nine minutes and forty seconds. Dang, that is That's fast. Crazy. That, that is, is a honkers fast. Like the heavy bowgun set I was running, I could. I can actually bring it up here. Is mm-hmm. attack boost level seven, ballistics level mm-hmm. three, constitution level three, recoil down level three, focus level two, reload speed level two, and the rest of it's kind of negligible because it was part of a mix set that I had with like an Anjanath and Rathalos. But I have special ammo boost level one and evade extender level one because if you have the Zenogar heavy bowgun, it has the um, you know, it has the um, it has the Wyvern Heart, not the Wyvern Snipe. But the mm-hmm. Wyvern Heart is it's just pretty much you go Rambo mode and then you just unload the full clip. It was just so much fun to oh, see yeah. that thing. Just, boom. And then, yeah. And then like, yeah. I understand where you're coming from with a big number because oh, I yeah. actually I was focusing on the tail to mm-hmm. while we're hunting the Raytheon, the Apex Raytheon. And then after like a couple of like slicing shots and whatnot, like I'd say twenty slicing shots, the tail just came clean right off, and I was just sitting here like, "Damn, this weapon's stupid." That's pretty like, amazing. I love slicing like, shots. Like yeah. heavy bowgun is stupid. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I I think I can see why. Like you're just sitting there, like, Haha, big damage number go burr with yeah. um, heavy bowgun. Really fun. I um my current build is a Pierce build. I went with uh, I saw the meta online and I was like, you know what? Why not min max my damage? Um, I haven't okay. quite perfected it, but I do have attack boost level seven, Pierce up level three, reload speed maxed, recoil down maxed, and then normal and wrap it up level two with steadiness to make sure that when I eat my Dango, um, uh, which one is it? The Dango Temper that yeah. it, it makes your, your gun less accurate, so I have that steadiness in there. As well, oh, I see. That's super cool, too, because I know, like, I've seen Dango temp- um, Temper, and I'm just sitting here like, ah, I wouldn't really want to put deviation on my thing, but then if you already account, account for it, then you're just all hunky-dory. Because right now, like, my Zenoga, um heavy bowgun with, like, all the decoration, with all the skills and all the um, mm-hmm. customization with like just putting heavy barrel like the long barrel because let's be real the long barrel is like the best the um custom bow custom uh, bow gun customization hands down oh yeah i love that 
And then, like, it has 303 raw attack. It is bohongas. I think that's the highest raw attack out of all my sets. 303? How do I even get that? See, I can't so, even see 303. So, I'm running um, Anjanath Helm, Helmet. It gives me focus, slugger, and a vague, a vague extender. I jumped that in. Because I want focus, so it reduces the cooldown of the Wyvern uh, um, Heart. And then mm-hmm. I run the Puke Puke Mail S, which gives me special ammo boost. I gemmed and recoil down because it's a level one slot, and arguably it's one of the best level one slots for a gunner. And it has constitution in the thing. And then I run a Juratotus Vent Braces. So a Juratotus Vent Brace has mm-hmm. no skills, but it has a level three um, de- um, decoration, level two, and level one slot decoration. So you can literally customize it and have attack boost one, focus one, and reload speed level one. The Anjanath mm-hmm. coil, we all know what the Anjanath coil does. It's Bahangas. You have attack boost oh, yeah. level two, and then like just straight up attack boost level two, and three sl- three gem slots, one level two, and two level ones. And then you have attack boost, and then I have attack boost level three on that, and recoil down level two. And then get this. My mm-hmm. Greaves... My just my last slot is uh, the hunter's greaves. Okay, the hunter's greaves gives you attack level two, and stun resistance level one, but it gives you attack level two, and then it has a level two charm slot. Um, so the decoration slot. So I just pop that bad boy in there, and boom, I have attack level seven. Hmm. I'm looking at the Anjanath coil. And I'm thinking, why isn't it just better to have the Rathalos coil? Um, does the Rathalos coil have a have slots in it? Just have like a level two or level three slot? It has two level one slots. Okay. The Anjanath coil has level has a level two slot and yeah. two level one slots. Right. So the Rathalos coil has two or the Rathalos coil actually only has one level two slot. But it comes with attack boost level three, I think. Uh, let, let me. I don't. I don't think it does. Does it? Let's check that. I'm gonna go ahead and look at the coil. Because if it does, then it has attack boost level two. All right. Okay. Okay. And wind resistance. I'm not sure why I have the Rathalos coil and not because I'm I'm wondering if I'm looking online at the um, min maxing stuff. Why would it tell me to go with the Rathalos coil and not the Anjanath coil? Um, dude, it's the internet. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, if you want to run like a windproof set, by all means, go for it. Like, I'm not stopping you. But, I mean, like, to each their own, like, back in the day, like, I would prefer the Rathalos um, coil because it looks nicer than the Anjanath coil. But then, thank God for layered armor. <laughs> so, it's it's super nice. Um, Maybe it's going for the resistance bonus set because I do have other uh, Rathalos stuff. Right, right, because there's also the resistance bonus when it does, like, oh, you have three-piece and four piece or five piece. I mean, it's cool, but I can also mix and max, mix, mix right. and match, and then just get the cool stuff. 
Um, to me, that's where I think like the beauty of the game comes in. Comes in. And it's one of my favorite things about Monster Hunter Rise is that how flexible and how many skill combinations is in the game. And right. you could just go to town with it. If you have a build that you want, just hunt a couple of monsters or, you know, hunt Magnum Allo for like 40 times and only get like one or two Magna Orbs because that thing is stupid. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm just, yeah. I've got an engine app on because I gotta make that coil. Dang, dude, you should, you should. That's a good, that's a good armor set to make. Like it's definitely one of the metal ones. Like, I, I think like in the game, like I've seen people like run like, oh, like, dude, just run the engine coil, and then the like the Rajan Greaves. It's like the fashion. And I'm sitting here like crit boost is nice. Mm-hmm. Cause you get, cause you get crit boost level two and lane power level one. And crit boost is definitely nice because it just like, hey, your crit's gotta do a thirty five percent more damage. And I'm just sitting here like, that's neat. That's neat. Don't get me wrong. Really, that's neat. I'm very confused as to why the meta is the Arachnomorder and not the Diablozuka. It's um, it's very interesting to me, uh, because of the fact that um, I'm looking at my damage numbers and my affinity, and the um, Rachnikadaki final bowgun is 255 attack with a 50% oh. affinity. Right. And right. That's, that's including all of my gems and things like that. Um, it's, it's base is actually just 223 with 40% affinity. Um, and it has the smallest and the fastest and no deviation when it comes to reload and recoil and things like that. But when I equip my mm-hmm. Diablo, it does 319 damage. That's, that's I mean, like, yeah. 319 with a negative 20 affinity, but the negative 20 can be a good thing. Um, yeah, of, it's a running brutal strike. Does it have brutal, brutal strike? It does have brutal strike. Yeah, um, and granted, the recoil is low and the reload is above average rather than fastest and lowest. Um mm-hmm. That might be what affects it, but it does seem as though the Diablo Zuka should do more damage. But when I go into... So let's go to the training, training mode. and whatnot, yep. Mm-hmm. Also, training mode is great. Like, it's it's such a good improvement. It is. You get to go somewhere just to test something out. Yeah. No, like, back in my day, there's no such thing as a training mode. So I do base damage seventy four. Let's see another one, sixty seven. Yeah, like it's not consistent damage. Like sometimes it's brutal strike. Like you'd get one of those like inconsistent, and then you get like a super consistent one, and you're just sitting here like, oh, this is neat. And like, like sixty seven might be the average. Okay, maybe it's fifty. Who knows? Um, I don't know. Back I can't do mental math at the top of my head. Quick. I believe the base is 67 for normal ammo one. All right. Okay. So we're going to put that away. And we're going to try the Rachna Kadaki one. I, I got to say, the Rachna Kadaki um, heavy bowgun is very pretty. I would strongly disagree. I do not like 
the look really? of it. I think that holding a chandelier is pretty pretty lame, actually. Okay, so you think you think it's a chat? Like, I I get where you see. To me, it to, it also looks like a crossbow. See, it's I'm like fat- a marriage between crossbow and a chandelier. I think I think it's pretty dope. So you know how I was saying I was bouncing between fifty and sixty-seven. Yeah. Well, now I'm bouncing between fifty-five and sixty-eight, and I'm running a bow gun with less damage. Did you hit the? Did you? Because I know the Mega Tetranodon. Um, did you hit like the head, or? I'm going for the head every single shot. Okay. Mm. Do you have gems? Um, do you have gem slots and like the the and slotted in in your weapon? Because I know like the Rack Nekodaki um heavy bowgun has like the same thing with the Anginath one, a level two and two level ones. Right. It does have gem slots. Let me check the slots. Set decorations. I have the KO jewel on there, which should not decrease damage. The absorbable jewel, which reduces recoil, which should not increase damage, and steadfast jewel, which reduces stun. Yeah. Hmm. That is interesting. Uh, Let's see what happens if I unequip my KO jewel. I don't. I don't um, think that would it shouldn't affect. It shouldn't. It should not affect it because the KO jewel only increases the stun value of using like stunning shots and whatnot. Like for example, it would probably be like the sticky bomb that you have, like mm-hmm. like stuff like that and whatnot. If anything, it would be like, or you know, the tackle, or like the heavy slam that you use with the heavy bowgun. It would just want to be Mimi and just like knock the ever living daylights out of it. Yeah, it doesn't change anything. So I'm still unsure as to why the Rachna Kadaki is doing consistently more damage. I think it's the affinity because 40% affinity is still one hell of a drug, dude. Yeah, that makes sense. But even when I crit, so it's not even critting. Um, yeah. That's just the variation between them. When I crit, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, we'll, we'll wait a second and see what happens. I'm trying to get some shots in. Here, I'll throw down a uh, barrel bomb and get my, my counter charger. Oop, oh, that didn't work. There we go. So I can fire a little faster. Okay. Yay. 68, 55. Yeah, I'm not seeing that crit, but um, which is kind of odd. Um, but when I crit with I crit with this one, and I crit with the uh, ooh, 75. And the other one, when I did the negative affinity crit, it was just 73. So I'm unsure as to how the Diablos one could ever be better than this one despite it having that much more damage. Mm. That's, I, I wouldn't know. Did you put, did you also put like the long barrel mod, mods on it? On Both those two? Have long barrel mods, yes. Okay, then I wouldn't know. Um, I'm not that into um, heavy bowgun. All I've done is just like, I saw this one guy uh, made like this heavy bowgun set and it was just super fun. And I was just sitting here like, I want to try that one too. And then just pretty much mm-hmm. go for Rambo on it. But I usually, I mostly play um, 
uh, melee weapons. Since that's where I feel most comfortable. Right. So, um, I mean, we both clocked in past like a hundred hours and whatnot. And yeah. what, what, what's your, what's your like gripes or like your, wow, I really love this about this game kind of thing. Cause I can name a few on top of my head immediately when it comes to gripes, but I want to hear if you have anything like as a first time player or just as a first time monster hunter jumping into rise, like what, what's keeping you in the game for so long? Hmm. I'd have to say game being able to play with friends. Um, it's, it's a fun game. And obviously when I first started, I did play with some other people. Um, well, I, I finished all the village quests and then I played with my friends. And then, uh, once I got a little bored because my friends weren't able to play, I would play with other people. But nowadays it's, um, not as fun unless you're playing with your friends. So I'm over here just, um, I don't play it as often just because I don't play with my friends as often anymore. Um, okay. My biggest gripe with it, hmm. I think one of the biggest upsides when I first started was the fact that you could have the option of any weapon. You didn't have to grind for all the different types of weapons um, because I like specializing in one thing and making myself really good at that. So mm-hmm. when games have a bunch of weapons available, but you have to unlock them, it makes it a bit troublesome because I have to play something I know I don't enjoy playing and I know I'm not going to play more of. Um, so it was very nice that I just got to change my weapon load out right at the beginning. Right. I, yeah, that's definitely the, one of the key points that I've seen a ton of other people brought up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, to me... One of the nice... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, one of the nice things that I don't know if a lot of people have noticed, but... Um, I think it's very cool that they do little specialized things where if you're really good at doing what you're doing, you can kind of cheat at the game a little bit. And one of the big examples I have of that is um, on Heavy Bowgun, you have Counter Shot or Counter Charger. You can throw down a barrel bomb and it is the perfect amount of time to pull out your Heavy Bowgun or Light Bowgun and set out your counter. And as soon as you get your counter finished, the barrel bomb goes off. So you can actually set off your own counter shot. Um, Which but is, it is pretty nutty. It is pretty nutty. It's pretty crazy. You can wake up monsters that way. You can start an encounter with a monster that way. And if you do that, you can immediately ride it. Um, it's, it's pretty crazy like that. But um, it requires a lot of precision and making sure you have the timing exactly down to a T. Yeah, and to me, I feel like that's like more of like a niche, but also like very useful um, tech with the gun as well. Because if you think like, I it took me like I was digging through and whatnot. I saw one of this YouTuber, um, I think Paradise Central. Um, they were like, mm-hmm. "Hey, like check this out!" Like they did this thing with the longsword Connor, where it pretty much like it takes two wire bugs, and then you get hit, and then you just deal this chunky damage. And I'm just sitting here like, wait a minute, that could apply to other weapons too. So it's like it's a, um, applicable to a lot of situations. Like the other one that I would say it's very applicable to is the uppercut that the sword and shield has, the Shoryugeki. Because right. you can, like, in the middle of like all those bombs and whatnot, you could like slice, you can just press X and do this, this trap. Explode the bomb, proxy Shoryugeki, 
and then you get the counter the counter version, the stronger version of Shodrigeki, and just deal more damage on wake up. Right, and like it, that's a super cool, like very. Oh, I didn't expect to use this and whatnot. But the mm-hmm. one thing that was super fun was back during the demo, you can actually do a bombing run with just nothing else. With just your wire bugs and you have barrel bomb larges or barrel bomb extra large or mega barrel bombs. Right. You you wire bug across the monster, press Y. If you press Y, you would throw the bomb downwards and it would explode on the monster. Okay. That's pretty cool. I mean, I think you can do that in this game as well. Yeah, yeah, no, this is yeah, this is the game. That's the method I'm talking about right now because Wirebug is like new, like it wasn't introduced in previous Monster games. That is a pretty cool thing. You definitely have to get the timing right, and you have to be able to know exactly what you're doing. Oh yeah, no, exactly. I mean, like, or unless you're just gonna throw it at the head, and then there's some longsword user, and you just blow them up with them. I think it's pretty funny. Right. Oh, um, it was funny. Um, my gripes with the game right off the bat is the fact that, oh boy, um, I'm having trouble finding gripes because just like immediately trying to think of one, like, right. oh, okay, I don't have a lot of gripes. If anything, it'll be like how expensive everything is and how much money you need. Granted, there's like, you know the farming method when you go to the lava caverns. And actually, there's a new farming method um, that you go to the the jungle, the jungle map. There's oh, another route with that. Yeah. I haven't I haven't actually dabbled in that jungle route yet, but I might actually going to do that after the podcast is done. And just be like, oh, I'm going to do the thing. So basically, yeah. it's kind of like a route where you just go, again, like collect all the minerals and whatnot. But mm-hmm. you exit, you have a five-minute time limit. You exit before five minutes, so they'll get you in, like, two runs, and then you can mm-hmm. still go back to that jungle place. You can still go back into the map and just do the um, expedition again, and you will still have um, mining upsurges. Okay. Which is fun and neat. And it's definitely one of the ways where you can make a lot of zenny. So I guess that's, like, one... I wouldn't say it's like a solution to the Zenny problem. It's just like a band-aid on top of it. Uh-huh. Uh, the other, the one of the other things too that I'm not a, that I'm not a big fan of is that the, the like I when I play video games, I also like like to play into the stories and whatnot. Hence, 125 hours in Persona Five Royal. Um, right. The stories, meh. It just gives you a reason to be like, hey, here's the big bad, come fight the big bad. And then once you finish the village quest, you think it's all hunky-dory. And then you find the bigger bad when you realize the big bad is just feeding on the opportunity to be like, oh, fresh meat right up my doorstep. Why not? Um, It's it's eh. I mean, I'm looking forward to version 2.0. And yeah. Uh, I mean, not version 2.0, but 3.0, when we have a new ending and a couple of new monsters to go along with it. My problem one... is... Continue. Okay. Um, but that's kind of about it. Like, I love what the game... Like, just the game where it is. Like, it's the right amount of content. 
uh, it just gives me a reason to go replay the game over and over again. Like even when I'm taking breaks at work, or just have like a downtime, where I can be like, yeah, I can squeeze in a hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, is like, oh, I have a set that I want to build, and then once it's so satisfying to come up with like your own build, or you see a build online that you think it's super fun, and you're like, dude, I want to try that Magnamalo Soul with that Hellfire Cloak with. Magnamalo weapon, and then you just have bubbly dance, so you have better evasion, um, but higher attack, and then you're going to resuscitate with it. So you combo all these three skills, and you get attack for days. Uh, that's one of my favorite builds in this game so far. And I don't, and I don't play dual blades that often, but I mm-hmm. think that's one of the most fun builds I've ever had because of just how the flexibility of everything goes along with it and just like seeing those skills combo together to me that's what I that what keeps me from coming back to this game over and over again instead of like you know finishing Persona 5 Strikers or playing Smash mm-hmm. Brothers or new Pokemon Snap um, it's that it's the fact that oh my gosh like there's multiple things for me here to do and then like tons of other things that's fun that I could do and whatnot, like just the sense of discovery and seeing like how each weapon has its own complexity and its own depth. To me, that's what makes it fun. Like that's what makes me come back and just play it over and over and over again until I realize, oh, maybe I should go outside or go bike outside. Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. But that's that's kind of like all I have about the game. Like I, this is. Again, like if anything, this is my favorite Monster Hunter game by far. I was not a big fan of World because it, I felt alienated to World, and mm-hmm. Iceborne was and just a um, just a gargantuan thing. That's Monster Hunter World Iceborne. I'm just sitting here like, nope, I'm good. I'm good. But what what was yeah, it that you were yeah. gonna say, James? I was gonna say you can hear me all right, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was going to say it's kind of problematic to me that when I'm trying to explain the game to my coworker, um, he's a bit of an older coworker, so he's not very much of a gamer, and he was wanting to try out new games. And uh, the best description, and also it felt wrong using this description, was that each mission is a boss fight. Um, and I have problem with saying that because of the story. The story is... Um, not quite as interesting as I would have liked it to be. So you can't, you can't feel like you can call every single mission a boss fight, even though that may be a good description of what Monster Hunter is. It feels wrong for me to say that mm-hmm. because it doesn't feel like any of them are actually bosses. It feels like they're pests or nuisances rather than actually a, um, a big fight that you need to take care of or else the village is in danger or something like that. Um, which granted I'm okay playing games without story. Um, I, I more care about the gameplay than the story, but that is probably one of my only gripes with the game. And I, I mean, I totally get it too. It's, it's definitely one of those things because like, so let me bring you back to Monsanto for ultimate. And it's one of the reasons why I regard that as one of my favorite games of all time. It's because mm-hmm. there's an actual story, and that story is a hunk of skill. Like, you're just this monster, you're just this hunter traveling the skill, like in the guild, I think. And then 
some point in time you got to meet this you got recruited into like this traveling um traveling crew and you go to different places and different um villages and whatnot taking care of that because the head of the the head of that crew is like hey yeah no we're hunting this monster called gore magala and it's causing like all these things and whatnot and gore magala is the flagship monster in monster under four ultimate mm-hmm. or monster under four base and it was just le- that point and leading up and then having all that sh- like and then the game gives you like reason to hunt like all these monsters too and then you're just sitting here like wow like this is actually fun and then like once you reach the climax of the story and then like after that you're just sitting here like yeah no that was fun it was like a very fun traveling time it was just like going to one place to another to another to another like solving like the villages like request in a sense that's mm-hmm. that to me that to me was the most fun part about for ultimate and oddly enough for a 3ds game it looked pretty like when i look back at it i'm just like sitting here like dude this was a 3ds game i knew the, the game was so um the first map the ancestral steep that map was so vertical after coming off of monster monster under three ultimate mm-hmm. i was just sitting here like damn that's a cliff <laughs> And and all that fun stuff, and even like with the loading zone, loading times between areas and whatnot, like I was just sitting here, like, oh, it's not too bad, like it's super fun. I still kept, I was still immersed, but then rolled mm-hmm. and iceborne and rise spoiled me. Like <laughs> loading zones, what? But what a bunch of noobs, you know. That's that's definitely one of those things. Um, also, mm-hmm. I got another. Um, what's your favorite monster in Rise? Ooh, as that's of a 2. question. As of 2.0, what is your favorite monster in Monster Under Rise, and why is it your favorite? Mm. I'm very basic. I really, really love the Rathalos. Um, it's a I'm classic. not sure if I can call it my favorite. Um, the Toby Kadachi is really fun, but you don't really get to play that one a lot when you're going high tier stuff. Um, yeah, I love the Rachnikadaki. Oddly enough, that is a fun fight. It's a fun mm. monster, and I uh, like I like the whole spiders thing. I so. uh, I'll I'll agree to disagree with that statement. <laughs> not yeah. a big fan of Rachnikadaki. What my ass! Not once, but twice. <laughs> Mhm, mhm. That was that was that was a hurdle for me to go through. Rachnikadaki was my roadblock, most like my iron wall that I had to climb, and I was just sitting here like, "Well, guess I'll die." I guess. Yeah. It's a little bit tough. It's a tough fight. Rachnikadaki was definitely one of the toughest fights in this game that I've played. Um, mm-hmm. Is that like is that all that you've um, like your favorites and whatnot? Um, I'm also like I'm also being like, hey, if any of the Apex interests you, you can put them in this list. Right. I um. I do love the Apexes. I gotta admit, I the Apexes are just so fun. Um. I. I haven't played against Ra- Apex Rathian yet. Uh, besides, you know, I haven't gone on a Rampage hunt for Apex Rathian. Yeah, and yeah. I really want to do that. 
very um, much. It's so a fun time. time. It's a it's a it's a fun time. Trademark. Um, my mm-hmm. favorite monster. My favorite monsters in this game so far is man. Like Magnamato is vying for that favorite spot because I really ever since ever since my first hunt, my first chance that I get to hunt a Zenogre, I've fallen in love with Zenogre. Mm-hmm. I just think it's such a cool monster, and it's one of my favorites by far. And there's a subspecies mm-hmm. of the Zenogre that is called a Stygian Zenogre. So instead of this blue, like blue cyan type electricity a motif, it's mm-hmm. black and it's dragon blight. Oh, I like that. It is such a fun fight. I love hunting Stygians and Ogres back in for Ultimate. And um, so there's that. Goss Harag is such a fun fight. Such a fun fight. We can agree to disagree on that one for sure. Okay, okay. <laughs> I I just love how much it's like an Oni based devil and you're just sitting well, that's rip, that's 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 repetitious. Anyway, it's just an Oni monster and it just comes up with you like with these like ice blades and it's a dual blades user. And then like if you get stunned at any point of the fight, if you get stunned, it will slowly, casually walk up to you and then just like you have enough time if you like wiggle the control stick long enough to dodge roll out of it but if you don't dodge roll in time the monster just slaps you with like the hardest hitting move that it has and just uh, it, it, it does such a good job like instilling like oh crap I'm gonna die yeah I feel that but I guess that, I can um, understand that aspect of it oh, yeah. I um I have a little bit harder time because as a heavy bowgun main I don't get hit with any of the small attacks the small attacks are short range um, and things like that. The big attacks are the, typically the ones that go far. So when yeah. the Goss Harag re- typically hits me, he knocks me to the ground and then shoves an ice pick through my heart. And I just immediately die in, in, in two <laughs> shots. And I can't do anything about it. So uh, yeah, he's a little bit tough on for me. Connor Chargers, bud. You got to run that evade window level five, evade extender uh, level three. Uh, see, I'm not running the evades. I'm trying to get good without running the evades. And then I can start running the evades again once I uh, get a little bit higher up there, get my decos all built. Um, That's once I do that, then I can run my evades and I will be the best bowgun main you'll ever work with. Okay. Um, yeah, I have my doubts with that, but I believe you. Mm-hmm. Uh- <laughs> I'm sure you do. Can, yeah. I mean, I can understand why you'd have doubts seeing as I'm already the best bowgun main that you ever work uh-huh. with. So uh, I can see why you would yeah, doubt that I could get yeah, any better. Num- but I can, number, trust me. Okay. Because the number of heavy bowgun names I work with is like non-existent. So I, it, it's not a tough competition to fill there. But That's fair. I see. There we go. You just declared <laughs> I'm the best heavy bowgun main that you can ever work with. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you that title knowing that perfect. I did not fully acknowledge that. And <laughs> And I'm okay with it. Um, but yeah, like it's. I I just think that the weapon variety here is bahamas, and everything is super cool. Granted, mm-hmm. grinding for the search skills was kind of a pain in the butt, because like trying to get like all the variety for it and just unlock the full capability of like, um, the weapons and just choosing what to 
do and what to go with kind of made it a little grindy for me and kind of made it annoying. And even though they're like harmless, like one of like one of the requirements, like yeah, just craft like eight to twelve weapons or like upgrade eight to twelve weapons, craft or upgrade those amount. And I'm sitting here like it's not, it's it's annoying. Like why does like I just hope they just give to us like hey, here's a switch skills, but it's all that fun stuff. Like I guess that's, that's my the point. most the most monotonous part for me is definitely the decorations. I am spending so much time. That is all I have left to do to try and make my guns the best. And then I can start working on other guns and other weapons, but I want my heavy bow gun to be the best it can be. And Uh my problem with that is that decos are just taking so long to get all of them. It is such a monotonous job. Oh, I know it's tough, dude. Um, like, I find the best way to get decos is you hunt the apex monsters. Mm. For like, for example, like if you hunt the apex monsters, you get like all the lazarite jewels that you need because lazarite jewels are a pain in the butt to get. Mm-hmm. And then like afterwards, like you know the wish list things and whatnot, and then just do the thing, and then you just hunt the monsters. But like they're so tough, like hellfire cloak jewel. Boom, purple mm-hmm. magma orb. And then, like, all those other things that I'm just sitting here, like, dude, that's such a high cost, like, for, like, a thing. And then, like, one of the jewels is a master, master statue jewel um, that I run for my um, mix um, my mix set SMS with um, Teostra and, like, the mm-hmm. other weapons to go along with it. That, I, that It's super fun. Um, that's, my, that's my other dual blade set. Mm-hmm. Um, like I do, I had to hunt not only Teo but Goth Harag for a long time because I have to get that bile, and then that bile has like a twenty percent drop rate and all that fun stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm probably gonna have questions here for the podcast today. And what we played? What have you played besides Monster Hunter the past month and a half? All right. Well, oof, that's in the past month and a half. Um, what have you I have played, played a little bit of Warframe, which is probably the game I've put the most amount of, most amount of hours into is Warframe. Um, the second most, I probably I played uh, very little of Sea of Thieves, but I do absolutely love that game. It's just I don't really have the people to play it with currently. Um, and I played. I, I downloaded uh, a game on my Switch a little while ago called Moonlighter, and I hadn't played it until recently, and I got into that big time, and I played quite a bit of Moonlighter. Um, and then I played a tad bit of Hades, went through a full run of that and enjoyed it, but, um, you know, I, I went back to Monster Hunter for, for quite a bit. I played more Moonlighter than I think anything besides, you know, Monster Hunter. Um <laughs> but I've kind of fallen out of that for the recent times. I kind of played too much and got burnt out. So. Yeah. And burnout is a real thing. Like, I don't like, this is a little bit of a side note here, but I remember playing Fire Emblem Three Houses the day it came out. And I mm-hmm. just marathon that game, dude. Like I finished one of the, so this game is huge. It has four endings, four routes, you know, each route a separate ending. And mm-hmm. the replayability is bonkers. Like, to this day, ever since Three Houses came out, 
I only completed the Blue Lions route, the Golden Dare route, and uh, the, I'm currently working on the Black Eagles route and the mm-hmm. Church route. I have not touched because that game was huge. Like it's probably like fourth or fifth in the play times that I have. Um, really? Yeah, but I haven't played. I haven't touched three houses in a while because I kind of know what's going on in that game, and I've already got my fill. And I'm right. sitting here like I'm, I'm I'm okay with this. Let me go back play Monsanto again because I still want to build this thing and see if it works out. And right. The other game that I've been playing this, you know, this past month or so is actually. I'm totally gonna put myself out there and just kind of get myself shot in the head. It's um, it's a gacha game called Fate Grand Order, and it's it's basically the type of thing like if you've seen Fate before, or if any one of you listening doesn't know what Fate is, it's ooh, how do I explain this? It's basically you're a mage, and you summon heroes from past, present or future to help you restore humanities because they're the seven singularity points in humanity, seven points in time in humanity have been compromised. And from that compromise, it, it, it will destroy the world world end at like after it reaches December 31st, 2016 and whatever. This is a game that was released in 2015 back in Japan. But it came to the U.S. in 2017, two years later. And the premise of this game is that you it's a gacha game. So be, be warned if you if you do want to look into it. It's, the gacha games are very mean. If you think about it, Monster Hunter is almost like a gacha game. Every time you hunt a monster, you roll to see if you could get the jewels or like the, basically the super rare material. But this one is just characters and PNGs. But hey, who gives a damn? Um, it's super fun. Like you have heroes like King Arthur or like one of the most um, King Arthur. And then like, you have like the match of the round table. And then you have some Greek mythology heroes. Like you have Heracles and Adelante and Achilles and all those fun other heroes and whatnot. And it's super fun because it covered a broad variety of history and I am kind of a sucker for history and seeing how they interpret that um, interpret it into you know basically that game and how they interact with um, us or just basic basically it's great um, uh, I really enjoyed it I sink a lot of hours and perhaps money into it yeah it's a good time that's that's probably my most sick that I my most the, the game that I played second most next to Monster because right now like with Smash Brothers ever since Pyro Mithra came out I grinded a lot of it but I just kind of took a break just because I was like uh, there's there's better people and whatnot I had nine nine million and two hundred thousand GSP with Pyro Mithra I'm sad did I get carried absolutely but besides that. Not a whole lot of other games um, that I've been playing. Um, I haven't. You you talked about Hades a bit too, James, and I have not played Hades for a hot minute. 
And I might probably do that sooner or later. I'm not sure. Yes, I can hear you now. Sweet. Okay. That's my bad. I was, uh, I was just talking about how in Hades, I only played one run through of it. Um, and that was mostly because I just wanted to catch a bat. <laughs> um, so I wanted to get to the top to catch okay. a bat, but I did not succeed in what I wanted to do. Um, so I just went right okay, back. That sucks. Yeah. Um, really, I, I play oh. any game that I can play with other people. Um, uh, you've talked talk to me before that you play a lot of board games too. Yes. Oh, yeah. I play lots of board games. I'm planning on hopefully having some people over for board games tonight um, after dinner or maybe before dinner. Um, I play some board games and I play a game called Magic the Gathering. It's a real nerdy game, but it's definitely a blast. I just recently built a new deck and I want to try it out. So, um, Odds that's... are, James. Odds mm -hmm. are. If people are listening to our podcast, they would know what Magic the Gathering is. But Fair. Good, good coverage there. Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there is there anything else you would like to add to the discussion before we wrap it up? Because we just hit the one hour mark. Yeah, I noticed that um, there wasn't really much else I wanted to talk about. Um, I was hoping next cast we could play some game while uh, doing this and if we can possibly find a way to stream our screen, whether that's one or two or both of our streams screens while we talk, we could release that as well as the podcast to kind of. Okay. If you know, anything, they'll have, we'll have to do that on Twitch. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. That makes so, sense. Yeah. And we'll have to get not one, but two dedicated capture devices. And also have the computer to stream it, and that's another topic for another day. Because oh my computer sucks. Yes, my computer also sucks. So we shall see. Uh, I'm gonna try and look for ways to do that. Um, that isn't Twitch. I would love to do Twitch, but my computer sucks, so that'd be difficult to do. Um, yeah. But regardless, um, I had fun on this podcast, and I hope to join next time. And I hope that we get a few listeners in to enjoy our random rambling. Random ramblings, yep. Um, same here. Um, this was definitely a blast. Um, I'm going to try and edit and see if I can release this podcast sooner or later. But mm -hmm. after that, we'll go from there. And if the first episode's received pretty well, um, drop a like. If the first episode, if you think it sucks, it's bad, drop a dislike and just let us know how we could improve because constructive criticism is important. And that's mm -hmm. how we could improve and provide a better listening experience to you guys. Um, Talk about that those... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, if if it's not alluded yet, um, me and my um, friend James both work in the same service, cooking mm -hmm. food. And oh boy. <laughs> that is interesting. Yep. We could probably incorporate – that's probably for – another for next week's podcast but i think mm -hmm. i have an idea for what we want to talk about for next week's podcast mm -hmm. this podcast is just mainly like hey this is who we are this is the types of weapons we like to use and why the long sword sucks and all that fun stuff oh yeah definitely um oh yeah um thank you so much for watching um we appreciate your time and listening uh, we'll hope to see you on the next episode of Kimura Cast. Uh, yes. Stay str yeah, 
exactly. Um, stay safe out there. Um, it is still a pandemic. If you're yeah. full, um, if you need to get a vaccine, hopefully you can get a vaccine sooner or later. But besides that, uh, y'all have a good rest of your day, night, evening, etc., etc. Um, and we'll see you in the next episode of Kamura Cast. See you. See ya.